0: Thank you for choosing to listen to the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. We are thrilled to be sponsored by VinCherry, a global ATS system that truly transforms the experience of every single user in the recruitment industry. We are also really proud to be partners to Needy, the bespoke gift matching service using psychology and AI to, to remove boring gifts and experiences. We'll tell you more about them later in the show. And we are also very proud to partner Inclusion Crowd, the diversity and inclusion specialist for the recruitment industry, something that you all need to know about. But again, more information later on in the show. Thank you for choosing to listen. Remember to click the subscribe or follow button so you'll be alerted to any new episodes that we release on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. But enough of this, let's jump into this week's guest. Hello, I'm Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiter's Recruitment Podcast. It would be remiss of me not to take this opportunity to allow my community who are experiencing their first ever dry January or have who have challenged themselves to try an alcohol-free life, to not use this chance to give you some experiences from myself and if it's not too facetious of me, to give you some top tips as well. I started my sober journey actually through moderating first. August 2016, I knew that I needed to stop drinking. I would look in the mirror and a face looking back at me was unrecognizable to the one that you see here now. Yellow eyes, very puffy face, overweight, lacking in any energy, permanently anxious, permanently exhausted and lethargic. I was really aware during the summer months of 2016 that my drinking had taken a real sort of turn for the worse, and I was actually drinking most days, whether that was through habit, whether it was just through comfort, seeking some sort of solace at the bottom of a bottle of gin or Prosecco or both. On that fateful night in August 2016, I mixed my drinks um, appallingly. Um, on top of three course meal and I then spent the rest of the night um, very close to my toilet and promised myself at that stage a 42 year old businesswoman mother of two that I would never put myself in that position again because I'd never ever been sick from alcohol before and so there started my moderation period Uh, forcibly for the first few months I couldn't physically even fathom putting alcohol in my body, because it made me feel so deathly. But what I realized over those first couple of months of moderation, I call it moderation, but I didn't let alcohol touch my, my lips for about four or five months, is that I was less anxious. I was less lethargic. I was much calmer. The face looking back at me looked fresher. I had more energy to actually do exercise and feel good about myself. So I was starting to see the benefits of an alcohol-free life firsthand. But as often happens, and the reason I wanted to do this um, solo podcast is that what happens usually when you allow yourself a short period of alcohol-free time, usually dry January or stoptober, because it's, you know, safety in numbers, lots and lots of people are doing it. Everybody's talking about it. Is that you think, right? Well, I've had a detox. I'm absolutely fine to go back to it. And the reality is, you're just papering over the cracks again if you have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol, which I realized that I did. um Four or five months after my horrendous episode, it coincided with a family holiday, an all inclusive holiday over the Christmas holidays. And, you know, it felt almost, you know, a shame not to take advantage of the quantities amounts of alcohol that were available to me although i can probably count on one hand how many drinks i actually had during that holiday and as we all know on these things they tend to be very watered down but what i realized during that holiday is when i was having my christmas morning carver and my new year's eve champagne is that i was actually doing it to feel that i was part of something i didn't enjoy the taste I didn't miss the taste and I certainly didn't like the effects that my body had, even with just one drink inside me. Then we move into 2017. Um, It's quite an infamous part of my own personal story, which I will talk about on another solo episode. I promise I will do more of these when my then husband announced to me March 2017 that he was, in fact, living a lie and was gay. Um, And there started a whole different journey in my personal story. But that was, the, that was the moment that I decided then that alcohol had no place for me for the simple reason. And this is how you're probably feeling if you've clicked on this episode, that you feel more in control when you're not drinking. And even if you are just somebody that has, you know, a bottle of wine on a Friday and a Saturday, the reality is that when you cleanse your body of alcohol, if you have an unhealthy relationship with it, you really do have control of your faculties, of your sense of being of your sense of purpose, of who you really are. Well, that's certainly how it has been for me. Now, I don't consider that my sober date. I actually consider my sober date June, which is another four months away. And that's because during that sort of interlude from March when he told me that news to me sort of putting my flag in the something. that's it, I'm going sober. I had two social occasions, one of which was actually my birthday, where I did actually tend a one solitary glass of Prosecco all night. And in fact, friends at the time said, you're not even drinking that. And I would sip again, trying to avoid being the social pariah, something that maybe you've experienced during your dry January or during your previous episodes of moderation. And I think that is very common feeling that you feel that you are being miserable, that those who don't drink cannot possibly have fun or have a good time. But the reality is you can. And if you've managed to get through January and you've still enjoyed yourself and it hasn't been arduous and it hasn't felt like a chore, I really wanted to share this episode today to encourage you to continue to take it one day at a time. You don't need to set your flag in the sun like I did on June the 10th, 2017, that's my sober date. You don't need to do that, but you can if you want to, because it's a really good way to then measure the return on investment in you. Let's talk recruitment language. I realized after a few months of sobriety, how much money, I was like, where's all this extra money in my bank coming from? I couldn't understand it. It wasn't appearing in my bank. I wasn't spending it. And interestingly, over that first year of sobriety, I dropped three dress sizes, not because I stopped nourishing my body, not because I stopped eating or started going to the gym. I still continued to do what I'd always done. But I'd replace the dead calories, the empty calories of alcohol with something else. And that's what I want to come on to now. What do what are my three top tips? I don't want to give you a list longer than that, because the reality is that if you make these three really simple changes every single day, I really truly believe that the sober journey can be for life. Because that's the reality. Sobriety is not just not drinking. Sobriety is a way of life. It's a lifestyle choice and one that I'm so happy more and more people are talking about openly and is no longer placing you in a pariah box, as it possibly was for me when I started six years ago. In 2022, VinCherry joined forces with the Access Group. VinCherry has always spoken openly about their ambition to becoming the recruitment operating system. By partnering with a heavyweight who shares their vision of providing a single operating system for the front, middle, and back office of recruitment firms, there are now no limits as to how far Vincherry can take the platform and the experience they provide to their customers. Vincherry will become the flagship CRM within Access Recruitment's portfolio of products. Same people. Same platform, but with way more firepower. Now, VinCherry is offering an exclusive deal for listeners of the Recruiter's Recruitment podcast. If you want to know more information, send me a DM and we can introduce you. So my three things that I think will guarantee you successfully navigating sobriety for life are remove alcohol from your house. It's as simple as that. Even if you're somebody that hasn't historically drunk in your house, if you remove the temptation of it, you won't be tempted. It will be a mindful thing that if you're going to moderate, if you're going to fall off the wagon, it certainly won't be at home because if you do, it will probably be a car crash. Just remove your alcohol from your house. Give it to somebody. You don't have to pour it away dramatically. Give it to somebody that you know will benefit from it. But if you want to pour it away, that's also fine. Second one is you need to replace the habit of drinking with something else. If you do listen to Stephen Bartlett's diary of a CEO, you'll know that he shared an episode in early January around daily habits. This was in context of New Year's resolutions, and it's actually one of his best ever episodes. It was so interesting around how we form habits, and it was all very scientific, and I'm certainly not going to do that today. I'm not going to profess to be anything other than who I am but it's right. And it's true that we can't ever lose a habit. I gave up smoking in February, 2001 from having been a very heavy smoker. I used to be called Fagash Lil. And yet yeah, I'll always be a non, an ex-smoker. I'll always have that part of me that when I walk past somebody who's smoking a cigarette, there's a little part of my brain somewhere that goes, mm, that smells nice. But the, the conscious part of me is like, no, I don't want one. So we can't, remove the habit of drinking alcohol what we have to do is replace it that's the upshot of this now for me i've replaced alcohol the buzz of alcohol with exercise and with good food actually and i think it's really important that you recognize that the buzz you think you get from that glass of wine that beer whether it's chilling out whatever you can gain it from something else much healthier much less addictive and much less poisonous to your body basically So I think it's mindfully switching the habit to something else, knowing that you're doing that. The Recruiter's Recruitment Podcast is thrilled to be partnering with Inclusion Crowd. Inclusion Crowd put the D into diversity, but do it disruptively. We love that. Really reflecting what we're about. I was introduced to Inclusion Crowd back in 2020, and I've been absolutely blown away with what they're doing to totally transform the recruitment and hiring sector. They believe at Inclusion Crowd that companies should be reflective of society, and that no matter who you are listening now, you have a story to tell, you have a contribution to make, An Inclusion Crowd educates you in allowing your voice to come out and share that story but doing it in a way that educates your colleagues and your customers equally inclusion crowd like the recruiters recruitment podcast has clients all over the world and they specialize in our industry what we all want to do together is to maintain best practice and to raise industry standards to enable us to attract and retain the best talent, but doing so inclusively and with true diversity. By doing this, by accomplishing a true EDI policy within your business, you will also retain the top talent as well as attract new talent, which is a win-win for everybody listening, making more profitable business and a much better industry, higher regard, highly regarded. Inclusion crowd are also the official awarding body for the inclusion and diversity certification mark within recruitment. We are so proud to be assisting and partnering inclusion crowd. If you want to know more information, please click on the link in this episode. And remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you do so. Now back to the episode. And then my third and final piece of advice is to ensure that you are surrounding yourself with the right people. When people say that you vibe your own tribe, it could not be true when it comes to sober life. Now, I'm not suggesting you remove people in your life who drink. I'm not suggesting for a minute you don't go out to social events where there will be alcohol, otherwise you'll become a hermit. What I'm suggesting is that in terms of the people you trust to talk to, the people that you listen, you choose to go and ask advice from, They should be people that understand, respect and support your destination of sober life. You will get naysayers. You will get people saying, oh, don't be ridiculous. Just have a glass. You'll be all right. You don't listen to people that are doubting your journey because we have to remember that everybody's path is different. And what your why is for going sober is your why, not what what their why would be. I hope those three simple pieces of advice bolster you. And for those who are on this sober journey, you can always drop me a message. I'm always happy to talk about it on and offline. For me, it was the making of who I am. I realized that from a very young age, from 15, 16, when you know it's socially acceptable to drink, I was actually trapping the real Leisha not not with this significant amount of alcohol really till my early 40s but that's that's basically how it felt to me and so the reason that i talk about this so openly and i hope not in a preachy or evangelical way but in a very open honest way as to why i feel the benefit is that i want to shine the light on you i want you to feel what i feel which is freedom because for me that's what sober life means i hope this podcast has been helpful If you've enjoyed this format please give us feedback because i'm more than happy to talk about other topics that are really important to me and thank you so much for continuing to support the recruiters recruitment podcast we are so proud to be partners of needy the gifting revolution here at key recruitment we absolutely love to send out bespoke gifts to our new place candidates to welcome them in their new jobs but also as an extra special thank you to clients or when a team is celebrating something really special. But to be honest, we were really fed up with dull or mediocre gifts that you could just buy on the high street that didn't really reflect who we are at Key Recruitment as a business. This is why we chose Needy. Needy source sustainably from the UK's best independent businesses, offering the most perfect array of bespoke gifts and experiences too. So no more boring bottles of plonk or rubbish boxes of chocolates. This is how you make your customers day with a gift that really matters and shows that you really want to do something special for them. For more information on how psychology and AI forming to make the best gift experience for you, Click on the link and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when ordering.